Life Her Podcast. Hey girl, thank you for tuning in to Life Her Podcast. We are here to inspire you, lift you up, and let you know we see you in all of your love, strength, power, and courage. So sis, let's take a journey together because our experiences are not our own and cycles, they need to be broken. Hey ladies, welcome to Life Her Podcast. I am your host, Yvette Lloyd. I would like to discuss a few things about women being single mothers and things that they go through as far as raising their children on their own with fathers not being there or they do have fathers and they don't help enough. Just as far as like different responsibilities. I know myself being raised by a single mother, my mom has blood, sweat, and tears raising my brother and I. And it was a lot of times I never knew that my mom was struggling or anything because she always hit it. And it was just to the point she always kept going. And I remember one time I had found my mom's pay stubs and I literally saw that my mom was making like $4 and 75 cents an hour. And then I didn't even know she was working part-time seasonal she did like um salt trucks and asphalt laying down and she was working seasonal every now and then and just doing different things as far as providing for us and it was a lot of times I never realized how much she saved money and how she did her money management as far as raising us and giving us the things that we need and once I got older I started living in a home where she actually bought her first home at. I started living there and I realized that my mom had all these bills and she had two kids. So it like really blew my mind. So what I have today is I have our guest and she is really amazing. I love her so much. And I would like to welcome Brandy Foster. She has Spa Parents Advancement. And she call it the spa. Hey, Brandy. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. So good. tell us a little bit, what inspired you to start spa? Um, I started spa, which is single parent advancement, because, um, of course, obviously, I was a single parent. And um, I was just trying to make ends meet. Um, I was trying to, you know, go back to school, get a career to where I would be able to um, basically afford to take care of my kids. Um, so I went back to um, hygiene school. I went to school uh, to be a hygienist and I became a hygienist. And with that salary that I was making, wait, let me back up because if originally I had my daughter and I got pregnant in high school. That's first. I got pregnant in high school, had my daughter. Um, and then I started working as a dental assistant and working as a dental assistant, you kind of know you don't make no money in that field really. You know what I mean? You Uh starting off at like $8 an hour, which means that I would not be able to take care of my child without depending on the system. Okay. Okay. So, um, so after I had my second child, (laughs) yeah, number two, um, it kind of put me in a position of feeling like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want this to be my life. I don't want to sum this up as my life as me going to work 40 hours a week, but still can't really afford to like take my kids on a vacation or take my kids, you know, buy certain stuff or do certain things. 
So um, I did a little bit more research and I decided to go back to school to become a hygienist. Okay. Um, and if anybody look up what a hygienist makes and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's enough money to um, basically disqualify you from any uh, assistant program. So okay. once I graduated as a dental hygienist, you know, it was off the food stamps, off the subsidized housing, off the, you know, state insurance. It was like the real deal now. Mm-hmm. So um, I became a hygienist. And like I said, with that career, it allowed me to take care of my kids. Um, it kind of allowed us to live comfortably, but it was kind of like once I paid my bills, once I did what I needed to do, that was it. You know, it was like, okay, if I had help, you know what I'm saying, with the kids that helped me, you know, pay for the stuff they needed and all that kind of stuff, it would be different. So sometimes it's so hard as a single parent because you're trying to do the best that you can and make ends meet, but it's just not, it's just not working. Right. You know what I mean? So um, one day I was like, okay, well. This is not helping me make enough money, so let me go back to school, you know, because obviously it was put in your head. If you want to do better, you want to make more money, go back to school. And I, I'm telling you, I got mixed feelings about that, too. But um, I did. I went back to school and I tried to become a dentist. So I picked my kids up. We moved um, to a different city and I started to pursue um, my education and becoming a dentist. So I did all the prereqs, went through all the hoops and loops, took all the tests, and I went and applied, and I didn't get accepted. Wow. So it was oh, like... that was heartbreaking. Man, I was like in borderline just depression, seriously. And so what I did, like people do these days, um, I went live on Facebook, and I talked about, you know, being a single mom and how, you know what I'm saying, you try to do, you know, so much for your kids and it just seems like it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. And and really, I think that that's more of a personal thing because the kids probably really don't even realize you right. were struggling or we, you know. Um, so for me, it was kind of like, how do I get ahead? You know, it's like, how do I get ahead? And I talked about the whole experience about going back to dental school and not getting accepted. And from that live, I got so much feedback from different parents. Like, okay, I, you know, you inspire me, you know, at least you tried and, you know, you put your best foot forward and all of these different things. And so people would start like texting me or calling me or hitting me up or inboxing me about information and advice. And I'm like, (laughs) there's <laughs> something you really did not expect yeah, like, that's well, how i be right did y'all hear me say i didn't get accepted like you know what i'm saying but um but just the story by itself was inspiring so i don't even know if i had to go through that whole process just to get me where i am today mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like so many times i was looking at it as a failure like i failed like i failed my family i failed my kids i failed you know yeah and I did... it's because you want so much for yes. yourself yes. it's like you trying to provide for everyone Everybody. but yeah it's like you can't get ahead and you can't get ahead exactly and it's kind of like you know like you know people in my family look like you know I'm the one with all the money and I'm like where is that like you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm like I'm the one that's not married y'all married with husbands and all that y'all ask me to put five on it you know and you know sometimes people don't realize it's just it's little things that you can do, like real small things you can do, and you just make it look so good. I'm telling you, and they be like, "Dang, Dang she doing it!" I'm yes. sitting back here like, "Girl, you just don't know that I got you know all this mm-hmm. going on." 
So um, that it was one of those things that, you know, once people start, kept, you know, kept reaching out to me, I'm like, well, man, like maybe it's something to this. So that's what sparked me to go ahead and start single parent advancement um, to kind of like bring single parents together and help uplift them and motivate them and let them know yes. that they can, you know what I'm saying, do something or do whatever they want to do if they put their mind to it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yes. it starts as just a little push. Like, you can do this, girl. And then you thinking in your mind, dang, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Like, And sometimes people just are not aware of how to do stuff. So that's what um, single parent advancement kind of does. So it is a year-long program. Um, and it's broke up into four different categories. So okay. the first one is financial literacy. Um, the second one is self-awareness. The third one is career and education. And the last one is health and wellness. Um, and I felt like these were the four pillars that us as single parents needed to kind of, you know what I'm saying, be who it is we wanted to be. Like, for instance, financial literacy. I don't know about everybody else, but I didn't grow up around a table where my parents was talking about, you know, yeah. budgeting and how you save and, you know, getting your credit together and all this kind of stuff. We kind of just was through into the fire. Like, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. And I've noticed, like, now today, mm -hmm. credit is so important. And I, Man. if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're checking your credit now for you gas bill, electric yeah. bill, yeah. even getting a cell phone yeah. and different things. A lot of stuff yeah. is now starting to go on your credit even more because exactly. it provides you to have a future yeah and they will find anything to deter you and bring you back down to not go ahead exactly and what we you know what we teach our parents because most of the parents that come to our program is people who are excuse me like on the system or you know getting some kind of um assistance from the government which is you know fine i was there i've been there and done it i've been on everything possible food stamps check housing you know all of those different things but i think that those those programs are excellent because people need it sometimes you know what i mean but they don't teach individuals how to get off of that yeah program. the you know goal is to get off to, of the exactly. services to Get yourself ahead. Exactly. It's a, I call it a stepping stone. Right. So I tell all my parents that come through my program, use it for whatever you can get out of it. You know what I'm saying? If you can live in your house and not pay any rent at that moment and, and get a utility check, use the opportunity to go back to school. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, build up your, a business that you always wanted to create or, you know, find different ways to kind of put yourself in a better position because staying there in that system is not going to get you in a better position right. because they're going to continue to stay in your business. They're going to continue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally know people that have turned down raises because they, they don't want to get off. Get off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that that one dollar is gonna kick you off food stamps, sure, or that's gonna yes. kick you. You know what I'm saying? Even that's that gonna raise your rent. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of like, why are you allowing them to dictate how you live? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't. So that's my. That's why it's so near and dear to me to help people get off of that system. It's okay. Use it for what it's worth, but it was not meant for you to stay there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, that's and that's good because you could provide them like basically one on one 
I do. information yep. on that because a lot of women are afraid to get yep. off that assistance and they just feel like they're going to fall right back into their struggle it's their of crutch. them doing it. It's yeah. their crutch. It's like, you know what I'm saying? What? Okay, if I get off this system, then what next? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's their crutch. And so that so that's why um, each of our, our um, categories are three months long, which that's still, I think, not enough to, like, really teach people. But I, what I was finding is I would have, like, a financial literacy course. And, mm-hmm. you know, we keep it moving. No, I need to be able to make sure that these parents understand what we what's yeah. going on here. So, like, when they leave out of the program, they have a budget. Now, whether they follow it or not. Mm-hmm. At least you know how to budget. You know how to determine if you can afford this rent. You know how to determine if you can't afford this car. Or, you know what I'm saying? Now they know how to save. They know about their credit. And if their credit is jacked up, they are linked to someone to help them get their credit back on, you know, back on track. That's good. So it's like, it's not like we just providing this information. Like, we walking through the fire with y'all. Like, mm-hmm. you can't fix it if you don't confront it. Like, So when you do the the whole process, do they bring their own personal bills with them? Yes, they have to bring all of their bills in. Okay. They have to bring all their bills to actually create a budget. And then when they create the budget, because, see, we do a system. We do a pie. So we tell them, okay, like 35% of your income should be towards your housing. Okay, so if you got your housing up there and you do that point thirty five, that's how much you should be spending on your house. Well, obviously, a lot of people are beyond that thirty five percent. Yeah. So they're like, "Well, we're not supposed to be living in a shack." <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> "Well, when you put your budget on paper, you got your bills on one side and you got the income on the other side." If you don't like what them numbers look like, you got to do one or two things. You got to eliminate some stuff off that bill side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe your cell phone is $200 and you really can't afford that $200 cell phone. Yeah, get your boost you mobile, cricket <laughs> or something. But this is the stuff that people don't want to <laughs> confront because they want yeah. to be in They want to be in style with everybody. They mm-hmm. want the latest iPhones. They want the latest, you know what I'm saying? But you got to look at that like I can't really afford that when you look at a budget. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people sometimes they don't realize those people that do live beyond their needs they can't afford what they They have have now (laughs) you know so it's like i'm sacrificing everything to have these jordans everything i'm sacrificing everything Everything. to get this gucci louis vuitton purse some people just do it or if they want the most like a luxury car i'm telling you they will sacrifice it i think i posted one time like I this I like posted like this is a serious question like for my single parents you know what I'm saying like I I I seem to think I make decent money as a dental hygienist you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. dental hygienists make anywhere from thirty dollars an hour to forty dollars an hour so to me that's a, a a a good income you know what I'm saying for a person but the average person is not making that do you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I'm like if I make this amount of money. And I still can't afford to buy my kids the latest Jordans, me walking around here with a Gucci purse and all this kind of stuff. How in the heck are these other moms mm-hmm. or dads or whatever affording this stuff? And people was giving me all kind of answers. It's all in your budget and all that. No, because y'all can't be budgeting that good to the point where you can squeeze a Gucci purse yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm you saying? Can. And, you, so, and you know, you, you come from, you know what I'm saying? You come from living under government man. assistance and you come from not making absolutely nothing, but you utilized it to for what it really was for you to go to school yep. Then you try to go to school again, graduate to go to school, yep. and you you yep. stair stepped your way yep. 
up out of it. But even though you did that, it's still a struggle. You still still have bills on bills. And there's still a lot that you have to catch up on from what you did when you was trying to (laughs) when you was trying to accomplish all that. You know, you got student loans and you probably went in debt somewhere. But then I realized, you know, I mean I'm that's just not me judging or stereotyping anybody, but at some point, something is lacking. You know what I'm saying? So somebody's bill ain't being paid because y'all got them shoes or you putting something on your bills or student loans is in default or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like something you have to be dropping the ball in. You know what I'm saying? I hate to be like judgmental about that, but it's kind of like you think about it like you have to be. Like mm-hmm. something has to be lacking if you're still able to keep all that. And then they, a lot of people was on there like, oh, we got boosters and all that. Okay, that's a different story. Yeah, like people that's probably is. But <laughs> people probably is getting off on them boosters and I get that but to live a, 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 a financially independent life it, it it takes work it's not gonna just happen overnight like mm-hmm. when I have my face-to-face meetings with my single parents they'll be like well I just need to make more money and I'll be like well when you came in here you thought I just had a magic wand it was gonna be like ta-da you making more money you got to do something on that that bill side you got to let some go okay I see you got nails down here can you really afford to get your nails done right now? Not trying to be funny, but can right. you afford that? You know what I'm saying? So if you don't want to eliminate nothing on the bill side, you got to do something to increase yeah. your income. Yeah, instead of getting jail nails and stuff, just get regular polish. Polish or you something. Know? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, totally and still you treating to... yourself, but at the same time, just lower your standard the, for that meantime. For that moment. For that moment. Or you got to find an extra stream of revenue. Like, okay, you working your nine to five and you like it. You don't want to go to school. You like it where you at. I'm not knocking that. But if this job is not allowing you to make the money that you're trying to afford over here on this bill side, What's your extra stream of revenue? Like, or it depends on what job you have. You can, you know, I'm saying, raise raise yourself up. Like, you could become a manager, supervisor, anything. Yeah, you can just move on up. So that's the kind of stuff that we get into when it comes to financial literacy, and then people have a a better understanding because some people really, it's just they just not knowledgeable knowledgeable about it. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to do is is teach teach them that's it because sometimes i think you know knowledge you know teaching is the is the best tool you you don't if you don't know better you can't do better and you good for it too because you got a lot of patience you're not just mental and you know you're loving and caring sometimes some people aren't teachable no, you know, and they they come at them all crazy mm-hmm. and everything. So I think it's really good that you're doing that because you're really doing it mm-hmm. with passion yeah. and from the heart. It is. I mean, it's like I I just feel like now that I know to do a little bit better, I want to teach somebody else to do it. Like you know, what I'm saying even in our self awareness piece that. It is so many women out here that are hurting yes. that it's ridiculous. Yes. Like ridiculous. Yes, that's what inspired me to do this <laughs> podcast because it's like I'll be seeing it so much on social media. I'm like, dang, she hurting bad. Man. Or it's just women I know personally and it's like and they lose themselves. They don't know who they are. Who they are. You can ask them, who are you? Hey. They'll be like, uh, I mean, you know, I they like, just yeah. be they be lost. They don't know. But what if you, you ask them about somebody else, be oh, like, who are they? They know the whole thing. Run the whole thing down. <laughs> Run it down. And I be like, 
Wait a yes. minute. So yes. you can tell me about this other person, but, but you, you can't, can't say about you. Yeah, you can't yes. tell me nothing yes. about you. Yeah, and like did, that's a problem. We did a uh, masking activity in our in our self awareness class because I mean, and this is not me, you know, putting my parents on blast because I lo- absolutely love all my parents. But there was a couple parents in there, like after financial literacy, I'm like, okay, well, our next session starts is self awareness, and I'm like, well, what is self awareness, like? I don't need to be self-aware of nothing. And da, 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 da. Okay, and I'm looking like, okay, you better be here because you don't even think that you have issues. You need to be here. Yeah. And so we did a um, masking uh, um, activity where I literally bought each parent a mask and they were able to write. I put, I made it, you know, I've called it their social media life. Mm-hmm. And they had to write on the mask what they wanted the people to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you want people to perceive you? And so they was writing all those things like intelligent and, you know, vibrant and exciting and, you know, all these everything different things. Sound yeah, good. everything sound good. Mm-hmm. And so in the inside of the mask, the twist was the inside of the mask is you have to write those things that you didn't want people to see. The things Ooh, that you were that was nasty. Man, so everybody had a chance to, because we're very transparent in our class. Um, and so everybody had to go around and read three things on their out, the outside of their mask and three things in the inside of their mask. And I'm telling you, at the end of this, there was not a dry eye in the room. Because people are fighting against molestation, mm-hmm. rapes, mm-hmm. depression, you know, uh, f- uh, mother issues, father issues. They're, they're, they're fighting through so much stuff. And, you know, just in my, my, my bunch, because I work with parents, you're fighting through so much stuff. But at the same time, you're also trying to parent your kid. Yeah. So all of that depression that you have, all of that anger you're hiding from that rape or from that to the children. You're, that, you're, 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 you know, putting that anger off on your kids on that. You know what I'm saying? It was one mom that you could say nothing nice to her. You'd be like, hey, how you doing? Hey, like, you know, like instant attitude. And when we got to the core of her issue, she didn't even realize it herself. But when we got to the core of her issue, she talked about how she wasn't raised with her mother. So, you know, by her mother, she mm-hmm. was, her mother was on drugs and she was basically like, I didn't have no mom and da, 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 this, da, da, da. Okay, honey. So this is where your anger and bitterness is stemming from. And this is why you have to talk to your kids like that. It's like so aggressive and, you know, you better be a man and you better do that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But she didn't even realize that she was hurting from that. And she cried so hard, like, Brandy, I didn't even realize that this was affecting my life like it is. Mm-hmm. So at the end of that, I think we had maybe 12 girls that went through that whole series. And three of them at the end, because, you know, Spa doesn't try to, you know, work outside of our jurisdiction. If it's you, if it's further help that needs to be, you know, given to you and you're not going to be able to, we can't provide it here in Spa. I'm going to refer you to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some of those issues got so deep to the point where I did. I referred three of the girls to counseling. So they're currently getting counseling now, you know, as we speak, which is the goal. Yes. And counseling is so important. A lot of, a lot of us void it because if I don't want to tell nobody my business, I feel like they don't even know that. Yes. Yes, and counseling helps a lot. It, it helps us identify a lot of things. It helps us talk about yeah. things that we normally don't talk about. Like, and I notice, like, so many women just bury stuff, mm-hmm. just bury it. Because and then, we're taught, we're taught to 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 survive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you just have to survive. Mm-hmm. And, and like we in a whole wilderness, man, a whole forest, you just and we just survive. trying to survive to get through it. 
but yet we're not blossoming. Mm -mm, not at all. Not at all. We are not blossoming at all. Some of the, you know, the parents, some of the parents are in my class. And, you know, they got, you know, issues that stems from the baby, the baby's father or their kid's fathers, you know, not getting the help they need and want to argue and back and forth with them and all that kind of stuff. So it's just so much stuff that's put on top of the parent. You got to think about it. When you're a single parent and you're not getting the adequate help from that other parent, you got bills that you're responsible for. Every time school come around, you got school clothes, school supplies. You got to make sure that they okay health-wise. You When they sick, you taking off work because you got to be with, you know, mm -hmm. be with them. Did something happen in school, get suspended, you got to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much on parents. You got to come home. You got to cook. You got to clean. You got to do homework. You got to, it's so much on that one person. That one person should not be doing a two-person job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so much on them. And so that's why they feel like, you know, I'm a single parent. It's just the way it is. And I just got to do what I got to do and to make it till tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's just, it's it, it can be tough. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's scary for you. Yeah. So I don't got no kids right now. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, oh, sure every, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure every single parent did not wake up that morning like yeah this is my day to be a single parent like mm -hmm. they didn't no expect. because when they was with that man the love was there the you know the good times was there and everything and i and i even noticed it like with me having a daycare and stuff i noticed like one day i just sat back and i just like wow i never met any of these kids dads you know, it's only a select. I it ain't past one hand, right? No, I know that for certain. Mm -hmm. It ain't past one hand that I see a dad coming in and out, and you know, it's and it's really sad because it's like these mothers, they man, they man, listen, I tilt my hat to them. They will have a baby on their head. <laughs> Then they have a baby in the day go car seat, the little infant yeah. one, and then they got the little yeah. one walking, yeah. and they just bringing them on in, yeah. you know, and it's like, okay, all right, another day I got to do this, They it's and they got to get all of them dressed day by day. and ready. Day by day. If you're like, trying to take it further. It's a lie. That, it's just so waking up alone and just seeing your kids there, you know, they go, well, you got to dress a whole other person. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes two or three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to get this little person. Yeah. And then you ain't even thought yeah. about getting yourself together yet. Man. I'm so it's just, you. I just, I applaud them yeah. so it, it much. And, it, and we even have single dads that's out here. You oh, know, yeah. I know a couple. I got a few you know, of them. I think the fact that, because single parent advancement is open to all single parents. So as of right now, we don't have really dads coming into our, our sessions. But I think sometimes the pride kind of gets yeah. in the way a little bit. And I have a lot of single dads in my um, girls' organization. Mm -hmm. I think I have about like 10 dads. Yeah. So that have custody of their daughters. Definitely, definitely have like, to get credit to They be like, man, listen, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Come on, man, I got a daughter. What am I doing? What man, what's up with all these emotions yes. and all yes. this? And, the, and it's like they be so lost. It be so cute. But it's at like the at the same, same time, time, it's yeah. like, man, I feel sorry for them. And then 
they try to have a dating life also, yeah. and then you got the daughter like I don't, I don't like, like her. her. Yeah. I don't know why you let her. She get up, you know, and it's like I gotta tell him like you give this yeah, woman a chance. She you. may be like just a real cool person. You not yeah, giving her a chance. You know, but it's but even when you saying that, there is so many aspects to that. Yes, it you is. know what I mean. Like, because <laughs> I don't know whatever why whatever reason you know the mother may not be present, but that daughter probably still haven't healed from that. Piece. Yeah, and you know it what I'm is. And now you trying to incorporate this other girl, and I don't know nothing about her. She not yeah. my mom, and she not you know what I'm saying. Like she can't just, tell me what yes, that does. Yes. So it's just like so many yes. different aspects. To this single life, that it don't make any sense because the same way it's the same way with you know single moms. You know you get the men running in and all that. It's it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as the, as single parent advancement, I just try my best to kind of you know give my yeah. single parents what we need. My it's gonna light my heart up when I see people getting off of the system because of this program or are more well rounded because of this program. So yes. Yeah. It's good that you're doing it. Yeah. So, um, could you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I was raised in a single parent home. I have two older sisters and I have a younger brother. Um, and I I was raised I was my mother was a single mother because she was married to my father. My my two older sisters have they own have their own father. I have mine, and she was married to my father. But my father ended up going to prison. He spent the next 26 years. I think I was five years old when he went to prison. Wow. He spent the next 26 consecutive years in prison. Um, And he actually went to prison for molesting my sister. Oh, wow. So that is, I promise you, a whole different dynamic within itself. Um, because you got the relationship between my sister and I yeah. that can be a little bit rocky because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, no, it's not my fault, but I kind of blame you for what your dad did or there's tension there, you know, mm-hmm. then you have the whole, um, you have me in the middle of it. Cause it's like, do I not like my dad because of what he did to my sister? Do I, you know, feel some kind of way about my sister? Do I, you know what I mean? Right. So growing up as a little girl, I mean, I was a daddy's girl like I love my dad you know what I'm saying I always wanted to be around my dad so when he got snatched out of my life you know at the age of five it did something to me but I didn't even realize it at that time you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so as I got older I mean I was promiscuous I was just you know if I was with this dating this guy and it didn't work I was on to the next and you know I was just very you know, just wanted the love and companionship, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And I was getting that through temporarily through different guys, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, and so the little girl in me was really like just this insecure type of person who just wanted somebody to love her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so because I just wanted somebody to love her, love me, anything that looked like love, I went for it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what love was. So it was right. just kind of like, oh, if this guy tell me he loved me and, you know, he want to hug on me and, you know, he want to kiss on me. So and, I feel and good. It, it's the right so thing. So this, he got to be loving me, right? You know, this right. got to be love, you know? Because I don't I don't think I never knew. I, I didn't. I didn't know what love was. I promise you. I am 30. I'm 34. <laughs> I'll be. I'll have to think about it. I'll be 35 
actually this month on the 10th. And I really did not know what love truly was until I was 33 years old. That's that sounds about right. That's probably. I mean, yeah. three kids. Later. It took me a long time. It took me a long time to realize it too. Yes. I'm yeah. Like, so and you and your dad's only child. Yes. Yeah, so I'm on dad's, dad's only child, child too, yeah. and it's like, hmm. Yeah. I would. It would do it feel like because well, I, I done run into some. <laughs> woof. And then you think you found love, yeah. and then it's not. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't know what love. So I was looking. That saying is really true. Like looking for love in all the wrong places. That was me. Like you know, everybody. If you, I mean, like I when I say I've been in relationships from as long as I can remember, I tell the story every time I get a chance. Like every, I'm talking kindergarten. You hear me? First grade. Dang. If if if, if <laughs> I was on I, you know that little you know that little letter carpet we used to sit yes. on. If I was on I. My boyfriend better be on J. Like get. <laughs> here like you is my boyfriend like <laughs> when that was I mean yeah. I, I can laugh at that now but that yeah. was my reality mm-hmm. like I always felt like I had to have a boyfriend so every time I turned around I was in and out of nature so you know people on the outside looking in probably was like oh she oh yeah, like she you know being what I'm fast yeah like it's that fast girl, girl over there there she <laughs> that, go again that was me instead but, of Figuring out the root on why you are like that. And that's a lot of people's problem. They always want to judge the situation. I'm telling you, like, so much stuff I can say about this stuff. That, like, um, like, I'm in, um, you know, now that I'm in church and, you know, I found Jesus and all that kind of stuff. It's like he allows me to see right through people's hurt like even if i go to judge in my mind he be checking me like don't even judge that person because you know it's some underlying issues there like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like he allowed me to see that now so where i look at people so differently you know i'm I'm just looking at people like oh my gosh baby girl you is hurting you yes. know what i'm saying you hurting and you don't even you don't even realize your hurt no you, you know don't. what i'm saying so I, I totally look at stuff you know at a, in, a, in a different perspective now when people you know try to come for me or people try to you know do different things i gotta look at it like that ain't even them for real mm-hmm. that, it's, and it's that's how i gotta them. look at you know it what too I'm saying? like it's not even them so it's just like that was that little girl in me like just looking for love looking for companionship and i was doing whatever to try to find it you know what i'm saying and i think it took for me to have my son until i really realized that i had an issue wow you know what i'm saying like and i say that because I got pregnant with my son. You got to understand. I had, you know, given my life to Christ and, you know, all of these different things. I was going hard for God and um, I was a youth leader at my church. And, you know, I'm teaching, you know, Mm -hmm. the kids what to do and what not to do. And then I turn around and do what I'm telling y'all not to do. You know what I'm saying? So I had to face my my youth and I had to face, you know, my the the higher ups and say, you know what? I got to step down. I got to step down from here. I'm pregnant. You know what I'm saying? And of course, mm-hmm. that was like, what? Like, shocked to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I was. And so, um, even during my pregnancy, it was really difficult for me. It was a lot going on during my pregnancy. Like, a lot going on. Um, uh, one point in time, my my two older girls, they have the same father. And he was, like, suing me for custody of them. And, you know, and then I was trying to move to Columbus and start my you know, career as a dentist by going to dental school. Mm -hmm. So I had that going on. And so one day it was just kind of like, 
I sat in my room and I'm like, God, how did I get here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go to church, you know what I'm saying? One, two, three times a week. And I right. pray to you. I read your word. I do all these things. Like, how was I still able to sin against you to this capacity? Some you know? of us don't realize God give us things to learn a lesson. Oh, yes. And then, like, through those lessons of us learning them, we can help the next woman yep. and yep. let her know, like, sis, look, I went through that. Yep. Yep. I struggled through this, yep. this, and that. It's like sometimes some women have to receive what's given to, to them. them. Yep. And it's to the point we're not trying to put you down. We're not trying to tell you what to do. We're not trying to make you on defense and not want to listen. It's like, really, I went through this. Or I know someone that went through it. And I'm just trying to help you, you get through it, it yep. in because, an easy route. And, and to say that simple is I believe sometimes a lot of what we go through is not for us. It's for somebody else. Yes. And when I say that, I mean, like, when I went through that custody battle and I did all of this and did all of that, I didn't know that years later I was going to be needing to use that story to help somebody else get through their custody battle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know I went through this, 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 this. And this, this is what you do. this is what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used that opportunity to educate somebody. But when I was going through it, <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing. Like, it was like, when you know you've been a good parent to the best of your ability and somebody try to come and challenge that and when you go through the court system it's not that easy it's not like you could just be like judge he lying mm-hmm. and just be like okay they yeah, take your keys home keep it moving you gotta prove that stuff that is is not accurate so for me to have to go through that year and a half of a custody battle with my kids knowing the accusations that were against me were totally false was like hell you know what i'm saying like it was like hell to me and i thought on a matter of fact on the first day i'll never forget this on the first court date um we went into the courtroom and i'm thinking it's gonna be simple look judge he lying and i live in columbus he he in akron i need you to just come on give me my kids back and we gonna keep it moving and when he granted for my kids to stay in akron with the father it's like my life left my body, literally. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking out the out the courtroom, and mind you, none of my family and friends are there at the time because I'm thinking this is gonna be a quick little in and out. Right. All I got is my attorney, and all of his family is there. And when they come out the courtroom, he telling them like, "Yeah, I got the kids," and they screaming and shouting like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Da 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 da. And it's nobody but me walking to that elevator. It made you feel empty, man. I got to that elevator and I literally fell to the ground. My attorney picked me up and she said, you got to get strong in this. She said, I know you hear all the cheering and all that going on. She said, baby girl, but this is a boxing match. And she said, you just lost the first round, but it's still some more rounds to go. That's good. So you had her. Got, man, it that's was good, like yeah. heaven sent. At least you had somebody, you know. She and I and that's exactly what I needed to hear at that moment because I thought all was lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was crazy. I ain't never had no custody battle like this but my point is i had to go through that so that i can help somebody else make it through that right you know what i'm saying so that was kind of like that thing for me but back to my whole you know realizing where my hurt stemmed from is when i got pregnant with my son and i kind of like that day 
I just sat in my room and I was just like so depressed at this time that I literally just laid on my floor, like in the fetal position, like crying, like, God, how did I end up here? Because at this point, the dad don't want nothing to do with me. He don't want nothing to do with the baby. He don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. this is hurtful. You know what I'm saying? And so God said, I need you to write down everybody that you have slept with. Wow. When I wrote this, these names down, it was like, damn, I'm a hoe. <laughs> like, that's how I felt in my body. Like, mm -hmm. and I was like, God, what is going on? Like, I gave my life to you, but why is this still something that I struggle with? And he was like, it's because you're looking for love through people and you're not that's accepting it through me. You know what I'm saying? And so at that moment, he was like, the day... Because I remember this day, this day too, I went to visit my father in prison for the first time. I hadn't seen him in years. He went to prison and I hadn't seen him for years. Finally, my grandmother comes and takes me to go visit him. How, old, how old was you? At this point, I'm like seven, eight. Okay. And so I'm so excited. I'm going to see my dad, all the, you know. And so I went to see my father. And of course... It was different, but it, I didn't care. It was my dad. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you sitting across at that, you know, he's sitting on this side, you sitting on this side. We talking, laughing, eating snacks and all that kind of stuff. But when that buzzard sound, that, I didn't know what it meant at the time. But that sound represented the inmates having to go back mm -hmm. and the visitors having to leave. So, I listen, that sound, that buzzer don't mean nothing to me. I'm with my dad. I'm living my best life right now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So once I realized that that meant that he had to go back and I had to leave, just crushed my whole world. Like when I say I had a fit in that visiting room, like crying, pushing chairs, holding on to walls because I want my father. I know that hurt him too. Oh, he was in tears. Like he, I saw him because he was like still behind that. He was going behind the door, but it was a, a window. He is in tears. And so, like, I'm just crying, having a fit. My grandma and them get me out, get me in the car. And all I remember is just crying myself to sleep, like, in her backseat. Like, uh -huh. literally crying myself to sleep. And when I got home, I got to my mom. My grandmother told her what happened. And at that time, my mom had to make the decision not to allow me to go back. Because it sent me into a depression. At a seven, eight years old, I mm -hmm. wasn't eating. I wasn't talking. <clears throat> I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, doing all those things. And so God had to bring that. I'm telling you, as a seven, eight-year-old, he had to bring that back to my remembrance and say, this is where you got wounded. From that point on, after your father was taken out of your life like that, mm -hmm. oh, you looking for that love from any and everybody now. So when um, when did you find out about your, what your father did to your sister? How old were you? At that, I found out about what my father did when I was a teenager. Okay. How did you feel when you found it out? When I found out, I was so torn. Because this was still a man that I don't, at this point, I know him to be my everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all let me all this time grow up from a kid to now I'm a teenager and tell me some stuff like this, which I know that they was just shielding me from it because I didn't really, yeah. know, you know, know about it then back then, but it was like so hurtful. So now it's like, how do I, I think I was more confused and torn than anything. Did you ever confront him about oh, yeah. it? So that is how 
once I got through the through God, you know, letting me know that that's where I got hurt and that's where I got wounded and that's kind of where I got stuck, just looking for love in all the wrong places, I knew that I had to confront this issue. And so I had to go to prison and I had to have that conversation with him, that difficult conversation with him. And it was kind of like, I got to do this for my own good. Right. I got to do this to heal me. I got to mm-hmm. do this so that I'm not this promiscuous person anymore. It's, I got to do this for me. I need answers. Like, I need to know why. Like, why did you feel like that was more important to you than to raise your kid? Why did you think, you know what I'm saying? Why? Right. How could you do something like that? This is a, that was a kid. And why? Like, I had the hard, ask the hard questions, but it hurt me too because this is a man that I love. Right. You see what I'm saying? So until, and it was a very, very, very emotional conversation that took place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so push come to shove, it happened to him when he was a kid. Okay. So it's kind of like, again, that hurt people, hurt people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you were molested as a kid, then okay, you kind of feel it somewhat normal. You know, once you get older and do it as a I, I don't know what goes on on people in people's mind on or, or their psyche when they've been molested. Mm-hmm. So I can't judge it. You know what right. I'm saying? But in my mind, it's still like, you still a grown ass man. Like you had to know that that was wrong. Like I understand mm-hmm. it happened to you, but at the end of the day, you knew that that was wrong. See, that's, that's what goes on in, in a lot of homes. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of homes, when a person does that to someone else, mm-hmm. You know, it has to be a point where we have to stop being quiet. Yep. We have to stop keeping it in the the family. Or we got to stop not believing them that it happened to them. We just got to stop a lot of things to the point we need to get Mm -hmm. that person help. Yep. We need to seek a psychologist to have them speak to them. We need to put that person behind bars for doing that because they do it to the next person. We need to start a healing cycle for that individual so they won't turn into what what they were trying to be defined of. Yep. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was kind of like my grandmother and them knew it and they just... Put it under the rug. Just swept, you know, swept it right up underneath the rug. Fixed that rug nice and neat. Never got them help. Never got them anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I can't fault you because it happened to you and you never got the proper help. But at the same time, it's kind of like in your mind, you had to know that that was wrong. Right you know what wrong. I'm saying? So right now, it's just, I, I, that's what I had to do to get my complete breakthrough. Like for real, that like that is the moment. I mean, I, I, I know that, you know, having, a, you know, kids before you married and all that is a sin. I get all of that. But I don't doubt for one minute that God had to make me go through that process in order for me to completely get the healing that I needed to be able to pick up and move on. You know what I'm saying? Like completely get whole. Now I know what my issue was. So how old was you when you spoke to your dad about it? I was pregnant with my son and my son is six. So... When you do the math, okay, like, what, 28, something like that. Okay. So I was good and grown. So I carried this issue all this time and didn't realize it. And so um, I was still pregnant with my son when I went to go visit my dad and had to just get it out. But it was a, it was that conversation was so necessary. It was so necessary. And I think it was necessary for more than just me. I think he needed it. You know, mm-hmm. at the time I brought my aunt and my cousin along with me. I think they needed to hear it. You know, like it's just... This was the beginning of pulling that rug up. 
Mm-hmm. Like this was the beginning because like my aunt who I brought was his sister, and so okay. she was kind of like, "Oh, okay, you about to tell it all." Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was the beginning of everybody starting their healing process, right? You know, right? Um, and it took me to do that. You know, I'm not saying I'm like this super, you know, great person, but it took somebody to be bold enough to say, "No, something is going on in this family, and we need to address it." Mm-hmm. Like. No more sugarcoating this stuff. Like, right. get you the help that you need. Get you the help that you need. You know, and so, I mean, I would like to think that they're better people because of it. Mm-hmm. I know I am. I, right. You know, so. So what is, um, what is about, like, tell us a little about your mom. So my mom, she was obviously a single parent of, um, Four, because after my father went to prison, she did end up having another kid, got involved in another relationship. Um, my mom, she was just, you know, she was that person that did her thing and she just went to work, took care of her kids. And she kind of almost made it look easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. You know, right. and so I kind of really, you know, looked up to my mom because I felt like she was strong for all the stuff that, you know, she endured. Like, right. You know, but my mom, like, I even, loved her. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, but <laughs> but I'm finding out, like, it's even in that conversation with my dad, I found out some stuff about my mom that I never wish I would have found out. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's kind of like I never will try to taint the image of my mom because I know her to be a strong black woman who raised four kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. But she had issues, too. You know, she had issues, too, that never were addressed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to understand, like, she had my sister when she was, what, 14, 15 years old. So it's kind of like even right there, there's some kind of like underlining issue. And so apparently... My mother knew that this stuff was happening to my sister, but she didn't want to say anything because she felt like my dad would leave her. You know what I'm saying? So like that piece just right there alone, there's an issue there. Yeah, there's an and that's issue. a that's a pain that's painful. Man, I I've known so many young girls right now today whose mothers know that their man doing this mm. to their child, but just to keep him around and just keep the love from him, they they just want to, they don't want to fix their child. Like recently, um, yesterday at my FIDEA session, one of my young girls was, told us that she was raped, but she never said by who. Mm-hmm. So three weeks later, which was yesterday, she tells us it was her dad. She said her own father raped her, and she said after that, it's like she don't trust anybody, and she said she feel like she's a hoe, and she asked other girls, how did y'all feel after someone doing this to you? And it's like she just empty. And then right behind it, I had another girl that shared her testimony, and she was saying that a a person that was in her home as a family member was raping her all the time. People was in the house and she Jesus. said, and, and then she confronted her grandmother and said, don't you, did, you, you hurt, hurt me. me? Yeah. 
You yeah. heard me. Yeah. But it's like everybody just turned their head. Yeah. And that's just kind of you know? like. And I, and I couldn't believe that my mom was one of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like all I know is the good about But we got to think about what, what went on with your mother. Sure. Yep. You know and, what I'm saying? It's a cycle. It's, a, it's, it's like an ongoing cycle. cycle. So something went on with your mother that you don't know her about. That way, or you know, insecure about herself, or something, or it was. It was just. It was. A, it was a bit much to take in. It, Man, it was. it's a lot it to was. take in it because was. you got you got to constantly yeah. hear those hear these yeah. stories, and then, and then we got women that don't want to fix it. Yeah, and then the thing about my mom was. When I found out about it, it was too late because then my mom had passed away from breast breast cancer. So it was kind of like I couldn't even go to her and address it. So now I'm just stuck up with the thought of, you know, her not protecting my sister. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not going to try to, you know, you know, take anything away from the type of mom that she was to me and, and to the rest of my siblings. But it's just like sometimes I just wish I could just ask, like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? But why? this, a, but you know, and you may ask all these whys, mm-hmm. but with you knowing the situation of you having, you know what I'm saying, your children, mm-hmm. you have their fathers, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and then you have your mom's situation and your dad's situation, a lot of these things are like learning lessons, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of these things you have to make sure you gain closure. Yeah. With everyone that you Every came across in your life, and make sure y'all going in the right path, yeah, and everything. you and with your yeah. mother not being here, just pray and talk and talk to your mom. Mm-hmm. You will get signs, signs. every I'm day, man. You will get signs, <laughs> and like, she gonna show you the route. You know what I'm saying? Right. She gonna show you the way right. of healing. So what? So what you dealing with that process? Like, um, even with um, what you saying when you wrote down. All your mm-hmm. sexual partners and everything. How did you feel after doing that? And then right behind that, you got everything else going on. Yeah, I mean, I think that that was like the crack the coat because it's like, I mean, if, 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 I, if I could be very transparent about even my sexual partners, it was like they were getting all the pleasure out of it. I was getting nothing. It's like you're numb. You see what I'm saying? So I was doing just, it. I'm doing this because I'm trying to prove that I love you. Mm-hmm. And so for me to prove that I love you, this is how I know love. I know love to be a sexual thing. I mean, I never was taught proper love. I never was taught, you know what I'm saying? Okay, it, it doesn't mean that you love a person when you lay down and have sex with that person. But for me, and when you, that's what happened, and that's what I hate about you keep uh, parents allowing the world to teach their kids certain things. It's like, yeah. kid, people, well, you gonna you get know, out there and learn. Yeah, I mean, wait like, till you get older. Or, or, or when they talk to you about sex, it's like, just don't do it. And yeah, like, well, you got all these details. <laughs> I mean, you hear it in the music, you hear it in, you know, different uh, movies and TV shows about how sex is just this, this amazing thing. And so you just like, well, I just want to try mm-hmm. it. Mom just told me, don't but you got to get the whole you informative whole story. education one on one about sex. Mom, you educate me because when they educate me out there, they saying, well, what, what's the first thing your boyfriend be saying? Well, if you love me, you will have sex with me. I feel like you... it should be an open window where when you feel like your children is mature enough, mm-hmm. I feel like yep. I feel like parents should sit and talk to their kids about their life. Yep. 
things that they've been through. You know, I understand a child needs to stay in a child's place. You want your child to grow up and just be that child only. But it got to be a certain age. Like, we... Yeah. (laughs) You got to be like, look, let me sit down. Let me tell you a little something. Yeah, instead of, like, the myths. Yeah. So you that's know. why I'm like, okay, well, I'm having sex with all these men. I mean, and, and I don't want to get it twisted. Like, any man can approach me and be like, what's up? Let's go have sex. And it happens. It wasn't like that. It's like, like relationship. These people, yeah. These, You're when in I a full relationship. Yeah. When I say I was in a relationship after relationship, that's what I meant. So it was like, I'm in a relationship with this person. I'm all in. You know what I'm saying? It, whether he all in or not, I'm all in. So, yeah. okay, I'm going to give you me. You know, because... I'm attracted to you. I feel like we vibing. You talking good. I quote unquote love you. Exactly. You talking Mm -hmm. good. You telling me everything I need to hear. You making me feel like. You start seeing a future with them. Yeah. So so when you start seeing a future, of course, sex comes with it. I'm giving myself to you and I'm not getting any pleasure out of it because I'm sitting there like, what am I doing again? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these are thoughts that are going through my mind. So once once God allowed me to write all of those people down, it was kind of like. I didn't even get anything out of these. Like, so now that's how I know it's like an issue. Because, you know what I'm saying? Some people are just addicted to sex. Like, mm-hmm. they like sex. Because once you have sex, then you, you know, you all those emotions. And you reach the moon yeah. and come back down. Okay, great. Like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Hey, there it was. Yeah, but you it's know, that. You're not getting anything yes, out of these. It's that soul tie. I'm like. It's that soul tie. And then other people don't understand those spirits. Yes, that you can and you don't know. To. Yeah, and you don't know. Just like you finding out things about other people mm-hmm. in your family. Family, you don't know the things that yeah, that person going on because they, they buried it yeah. too. So yeah. all that that now spirit going, to you, yeah. Now you, you gotta go. Yeah, you don't even know what's going on. You like shoot. Why am I feeling this? Yes, way? And, and you don't know it's from the person it's, you laying down with. You, it is, you know, so serious. And you just picking it up, and you just like shoot. And then you start feeling emotional. Right. Like, okay, okay, do you I don't want to be here no more? So, like you just start feeling all, all kind of. Kind of ways. And so I just, and that was something that, like, I had to, he, I was like, okay, God, so I'm not, I can, you know, I'm not sleeping with all these people because the sex is just so amazing. It's making me hit the roof and I'm coming back down. I'm like, yes. Like, I'm not doing that because of that. I'm doing this because I'm trying to please them. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I'm getting nothing out of it. I'm like, okay, so God, what's wrong with me? That yes. I'm so busy Start questioning to yourself. please everybody else, but I'm not worried about myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, God, that's when I, he just started dealing with me. You did every, you start? Did you ever take time out for you before you got into an actual next relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. Literally, one moving to Columbus, I thought was supposed to be a career change and me going to go to school. You know, pursue my dream as a dentist and all that kind of. That's what what was what I thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. But actually, Columbus was a place for me to go and learn who Brandy was. Okay, I had to learn who Brandy because see, in Columbus, I ended up living like in the suburb somewhere, like away from everything else. I wasn't like in the hood of Columbus to where because you know I just attract those kind of people. I attract you know hood people, I street niggas, and I like. I mean, I don't right. know why. I don't know what something must be wrong with me, but I attract those kind of people. But God was so strategic in putting me far from. 
that that what I was used to. Mm-hmm. So I was around at that point when I lived in Columbus, doctors and lawyers and they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like a, I lived in a house that I'm like, God, I don't even deserve this right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's for a whole nother story. But so he put me smack dab in the middle of nowhere. Nobody that I can relate to. No, you know what I'm saying? It's with it. Go to work, come back home, go to school, all that kind of stuff. But during that process, by me just being by myself, I had to learn me. Mm-hmm. I, that was the longest that I've ever went without being in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I kind of learned who Brandy is, the things that Brandy like, what Brandy wants. You sound like, oh, what, yeah, okay, exactly. Brandy. Like, I'm not. Okay, girl, I like you. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was, that's what Columbus did for me. Like, even though I felt like I was a failure, I, I, it wasn't really a failure. It was like strategic for me to go down mm-hmm. there to get away with, from what I was used to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I did ended up, I did end up getting in a relationship towards the end of me living in there in uh, Columbus because I lived there for six almost seven years. And I got in a relationship, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be okay. I got this now, you know. <laughs> okay, and so that relationship just didn't work out and i'm like what what didn't work out about it was it you did you figure it out that it it was still something you was missing it was to be honest with you when i broke up with this individual who's now my fiance but when we when me and this individual broke up you bet we really couldn't tell people what happened we kind of was like, well, why'd y'all break up? Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, it's not like he lied or cheated or it's not like I cheated or anything like that. It was just like, it was like a bad argument one day. And we was like, okay, well, then what you saying? You don't want to be with me? And he like, what you saying? You don't want to be with me? Okay, it's over. And it was just like, we broke up. And I'm like, well, I don't even know why. Like, I don't even, can't even tell you what the argument was. You know what I'm saying? So, but maybe, maybe it like, I you, it I'm sure, I'm sure it's him asking you, you want, what you want to do? You want to break up? You want this, that, you know what I'm saying? With them, I know, but with them asking you that too, you've been through so much. So you ain't, after that argument, you like, I ain't trying to go through no more. more. I ain't trying to argue with you. I want a peaceful life. I've been going in this direction. So it's like your tolerance level was real thin, real short. So you just think getting rid of a person was just like, voila. And okay, I'm back at Brandy. Yeah, yeah. And here we go. Like, it's out. I'm ready. And so it was like we just, you know, broke up, and we literally had a two year break, um, breakup, and we um, it took for him to kind of go and get himself together, mm-hmm. me to get myself together. Like at that, the time that I broke up with him, it was so hurtful because I thought I had got it. Like mm-hmm. I finally got it. Like this is it. You know, mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Like, to, and you know, honestly, when I saw you was in a relationship, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, Brandy, that's yeah. It was like, my mom made it. Like, yes, it's, he's a good dude. I've always like, you know, I've known him like from school and mm-hmm. stuff. He's always been yeah. a good dude. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's just, you know, good dudes like that just need a good woman exactly. to appreciate exactly. them. And he's one of those guys. So when I saw him with you, I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's 
got a woman that's about to appreciate him. You know, because you 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 that's a good woman, like you really and, is. And then literally, like when when that breakup broke breakup happened, it was kind of like when we finally did kind of like talk back to each other. He's like, okay, well, I was getting myself together over here, and I was getting myself together over here, and literally, this is the time where spa came about. So I feel like God had to stir some stuff up in our relationship to cause us to go our separate ways, you know what I'm saying, like to get ourselves all the way together so that he can bring us back together because the way we was, you know what I'm saying, it just wasn't going to work. And so, and God had to do something else in me, in my singleness, which which was bring out Spy. Because I think if, if I never broke up with him at that time, Spy never would have come about. Right. Never would have come about. Because at that time, me and my kids were preparing to pick up and move to Texas because he's military. So we had to go where he was going to be stationed. So I never would have been thinking about Spy oh, or anything. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, to, God had to pull something else out of me in my singleness. And I wasn't smart enough to realize it. So he was like, let me start. You know what you do in single parents spy. People don't know when you when you have a gift to helping other people, you realize a lot of things about yourself <laughs> when you help people. So you hearing those women at spa, mm. not knowing you healing yourself too, yes. and you probably like, dang, I was that messed up. Yes, and that's how yes. that's how so many years of me doing Fidea. That's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Me hearing these young girls Man. and I pour into them. They pour into me. It's like a constant thing. I went through process of healing for yep. the eight years of me doing that. Man. So where I'm at today is who your vet is. is. Yep. yep. Yeah. So it's like I'm at a place where I just want peace. I want love, happiness, Girl. surrounded by loving people. Your care. priorities and thought processes totally are so different. different. Like so different. <laughs> Like, I'm just, like, so thankful for the place that God has me right now. Like, I'm so... Because, th- like, it's like, this is the moment that I always felt like I dreamed feel of. Feel good, like, don't it? Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> it feels like, so I just, good. I mean, because I, I promise you, like, when... And, and it's so crazy. Nothing bothers you. Nothing. Like, it don't... It, even when a storm still comes... Be like, oh, this about to be over in a minute, girl. But it make you want to examine that storm so you won't repeat it, or yeah. you can use it, it for to something. help someone else. Listen, I'm telling you, it was like God just totally interrupted my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking like I'm just gonna be doing spa for the rest of my life and doing, you know, working on dental hygiene, eating mood. Like when Lamar came back into my life, it was not something that was planned. It was not something that was like that I seen coming, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if anybody would have told me January 1st, you going to be engaged by May, I would have been like, yeah, right. Like, even in May, May 1st, you would not have been able to tell me that I would have been engaged at the end of May. I know, that shocked the heck out of you. Girl, because he just was coming to town, and he literally texted me like, hey, can we go to dinner? And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Get free bill, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're so greedy. So, yes, girl, like, yes, we can go. And I'm telling you, it was just different. And the way he poured out his heart, I knew it was genuine. Because I knew we both had love for each other. That's why I was so confused when we broke up. Like, what happened, God? Like, what happened? And I knew that the love between us was so genuine. And so in May, he was just like, listen, if you agree to be back with me, I will marry you tomorrow. 
Okay, Lamar. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that, that's kind of like how, like, so when I posted, like, I'm engaged, people was like, well, I didn't even know you was in a relationship. What happened? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, about that. You know, it's just, it's happening. So it was like, it, it just was right. It just mm-hmm. felt so right. Like, nobody over my head, like, you know, in my ear or girl, he did. Girl, and this, 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 this. Like, I'm like, no, this is a decision that we gonna make. Yes, we without having it. other people involved. That's exactly what I did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was like, it yeah. was like, we did that. Like, because I think last time in our relationship, we had so many people involved. Like, yeah, you, you can't, know? you can't, you just gotta, you gotta learn your love with your loved one. Man. Man. Especially when he's a peaceful, godly man, too. You you gotta, you know Ooh. what I'm saying, to create y'all's own path and make y'all's decisions, and it'll go so smooth. And, and that's all it is to it. He said, and communication. Ain't nobody in this marriage but me and you. Yep. So, everything else is we thank y'all for your opinions, but we don't really need them. Like, you know, we gotta do what we have to do. And I'm not, now, don't get it twisted like I'm the type of person that nobody can say anything to me. Or like, you don't need mentors. Yeah. Or you don't need people to but talk you, to. You could talk but, to other married people. Yeah, exactly. Other married exactly. people that, you know, been through things and will tell you. I like the old school ones. Mm. The ones that been they married for Listen, about 40 years. you got 40 years under your belt, you can, <laughs> yeah. tell, you can tell me something. But when you been married only three, like, eh, yeah. you can't. Yeah, I like I'm the old you. school ones or the ones that's been married before. And they tell you about their mistakes Thanks. and how they led to them getting divorced, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think communication is everything. That's yeah. what me and my husband is big on. We don't go to bed mad at each mm-hmm. other. We just chill. Yep. And just talk it out. Yeah. And everything. Like, okay. Well, when, okay. Well, well, how? Why do you feel this way, babe? Mm-hmm. Why? You, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. And sometimes you gonna have to accept some hard truths about yourself too. Oh god, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Checkmate. I Heavy. mean, it was some times, it was some conversations that at the end of it, my faith was on the floor. And I'm like, let me pick it up because he just just made me get my whole life. Like Red Joe right. <laughs> you know, and it's together. like you gotta do that. But it's it's how you talk yeah. to people too, you know. Yeah. And some some people don't know how to communicate with you and just be disrespectful. Respectful mm-hmm, with it, mm-hmm. but they if you hear it in nobody. a respectful way of you knowing they trying to help you get yeah. through that, like, yeah. look, you be doing this and that's not cool. Yeah. You need to fix this yeah. and that, and and that's that's what me and my husband do. He be checking and me I, full I mean, fledged, right? And, I, and I, sometimes <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Sometimes I be getting so mad, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I just. Be so upset, but then when I I just walk if away, saying, think and about I think it, about like, it, I, I was like, tripping. I well, you know, you be going back in there like, I mean, babe, you, I mean, you. Might <laughs> <laughs> he be like, what you say? I said you might have been right. You right? I'm a cook. I'm you a know. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm telling you, I love it. It is so. I mean, once you just kind of find that person that you just that accepts you for you. Not all of this other superficial stuff and all, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, and I think that God, the the thing that God gave me about love is 
Love is how much you are willing to give. Yes. How much you are willing to give a person at the end of the day. Because in a marriage, it's not about your thought, like your yourself. It's not about like, well, what can you do for me? What can you do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you start or no living, competition. Yes. Or no, like, man. or keeping track. Man. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep I, you track can't of no marriage because one person may be down and you up and then it go hey, back and forth. On. Go back and forth. It's like you. I mean, you cannot go into a marriage with conditions or expectations because every time you put an expectation on something, if that expectation is not met, then you mad or oh, I don't love you no more then or you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying or you put that. I I love you as long as you're doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and and some people don't know the way, girl. You know what I'm saying? Some of us don't know the way of a direction on which way to go. Like, okay, I never experienced this situation mm-hmm. that we're doing right now. So, the, let's help each other yep. get, get through there. this. Yep. Guide me. Because, obviously, you have some experience. Yes. Yes. So, like, just help and, me and with okay it. And it's okay to have, like, you know, there's going to be some stuff that he's strong in that I may be a little bit weaker in. There's some stuff that I may be strong in that he may be weak in. Yes. So, that's kind of how we got to, And know, that's normal. Interact with each other. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to put you down because, oh, you ain't on my level when it comes to this. Or, I'm not on your level. You can't put people down. Like, if you love that person, you're going to help them get to that level or help balance mm-hmm. them out at the end of the day. So... And that's good. Y'all went through that healing process. So what what is a message that you can give single mothers today? What is something real good and positive to keep them motivated and uplifted? If I would say anything, I would say get on your grind. And I, and I mean that not saying that they're not grinding, um, but make you have to be your best you. Your mm-hmm. best you. So many times, single parents want somebody to come in and make them whole. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, if I had this man and I can do this, this, this. no, you got to be whole. Mm-hmm. So when that person comes, all he doing is complimenting you, or all she doing is complimenting you. And value. Adding value to who you are. You know what I'm saying? But you, I'm telling you, and that's why I have those four pillars because if your finances is on point, you um self-aware of what's going on in your life and you didn't handle all your different stuff been accounting do it all this you know what i'm saying and you can actually you know you got your career and education off off the ground whichever way way you trying to go with that like that is a whole well-rounded individual you know what i'm saying and that's attractive to the next to the opposite sex you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like she on her grind like that's attractive to me or he on his grind that's attractive so Get yourself together. Make yourself whole. Don't look for somebody else to try to make you whole. I know you're struggling as that single parent saying, if I had this person, this would work and that would work. But that's what I mean by just stay on your grind on getting you together and making sure you're the you're you your best you. You yes. know what I'm saying? So, so what is um? How can we get in touch with you as far as by if someone want to come and speak to the women or even. Contact you to have conversation. Absolutely. Um, so you can find us on Instagram, and we are Single Parent Advancement on Instagram, and we are um, the Spa on uh, Facebook. T H E S P A. Um, and also, you can email. Um, the email is it's the Spa I T S T H E S P A at gmail.com. So any of those, inbox me, email me, 
and you can get me. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and also go to our website, Life Her Podcast, on all three. And you are able to listen to other podcast episodes and you are able to purchase some merchandise that we have for Life Her Podcast. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. And I'm that ass right, girl. All right. <laughs>